This is a News Laundry podcast. Welcome to NL Hafta. This is News Laundry Hafta, a weekly podcast and this podcast is brought to you by no one by us and you the subscriber because we have no sponsors because we are ad free right anand absolutely because angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte and this podcast is sponsored by the viewer because when the public pays the public is served when corporations pay corporations are served support independent media keep media free and it will serve us all in ways you cannot even imagine Uh, before we introduce our guest who we have all the way from bangalore am i right yes bangalore yes uh, before i introduce him uh, i just like to plug our other podcast it's a fortnightly series called global summits where are we going in collaboration with viraj swain in this podcast series we cut through the jargon and break down development summits for you with experts and commentators from around the world international baby our forthcoming episode will be uh, on the 10th wto ministerial conference It'll be on our website soon. Look out for it. You'll learn lots about an extremely underreported thing, uh, which impacts us in uh, profound ways. Uh, News Laundry Hafta is available on SoundCloud as well as iTunes. If you're listening to this podcast on SoundCloud, you can find the iTunes link below in the description. Also, those listening to it on SoundCloud, the references to the pieces that we discuss on the Hafta are uh, linked at the bottom of our podcast on the News Laundry page and not on the SoundCloud page. So if you want to link uh, if you want to click on the links you got to come on the news laundry page now uh, let's introduce our guest uh, there's ram ramnathan s is that correct ramnathan but yeah you you pretty, pretty much there <laughs> ramnathan s i should be <laughs> forgive, ashamed forgive these no, uh, forgive. <laughs> uh, you know uh, half northeast yeah. you know, i am okay. half tamil no, you you're trying you're attempting so <laughs> i give it to you have block nose fair enough and ram is from the news minute yes. which has been doing some fantastic reporting congratulations thank you thank you uh, we also have manisha hello Hi Manisha, she and I are going to clash today on Baji Rao Mastani because she thought it was a good film, I thought it was shit as hell. Uh, right, Manisha? I think Ranveer was super hot. I thought Deepika I was super hot, but it was a shit film. Yeah, it was. It was an okay film, but Ranveer just <laughs> and Deepika is all right. Yeah, Deepika's earlobe is hotter than Ranveer. Oh all please. Okay, anyway. You're just such a bhag. चेन्नई <laughs> Uh, but uh, then we can get into all the other stuff we have lots of stuff i'll quickly go over some of it yeah. there's a ddca kirti azad uh, there's the juvenile debate which has pretty much dominated most of prime time and uh, that's some that's very interesting debate although many of them really dumbed it down and uh, then there's a the facebook's free basics it's it's got some interesting uh, comments today and there's the there's two other stories that i want to discuss and i want your views on but first um Uh congratulations you have secured funding recently Yes yes thank so you So now you're partners with the Quint Oh well yeah I am more like uh Quintilon Media which is uh Raghav Bell and Ritu Bell's company they have invested uh in uh, the news minute yes so they are investors now so that's how we it's an investor uh startup relationship that's uh, But that's on the Quint and news minute there won't be any partnership Not not really Content sharing uh, not exactly I mean uh, 
there is a broader understanding that we will be sharing some content or you know it, there's nothing on paper as such uh, which necessitates us to have this kind of a sharing uh, uh, this thing but uh, I, you know we are going to treat the news minute as a separate product the quint is going to be a separate product we're going to do what is good for news minute the brand the product and trying to improve content a journalistic content on that so we our single minded focus is on improving and focusing on news minute separately yeah but they'll definitely help us out in in whatever way possible right in terms of even the business aspects of the whole thing but sure, yeah sure yeah. does that mean more video since quint is quite video focused well definitely more videos but not because uh, quint is more video focused but because we want to do it ourselves because that's also uh, the future of the internet there is a lot of future facebook algorithms are a lot more responsive to fair to videos huh. we've seen that when we put out videos there's a bigger reach of, of the general page itself especially they have cats <laughs> especially if they have cats, cats yeah <laughs> especially if they have cats but no even if it's even just videos there is uh, uh, apparently the algorithm recognizes that so yes I, I videos like the viewer anand is laughing not in a way that nikko you cracked such a great joke but nikko you are such a retard <laughs> anyway so yeah sorry anand so yeah videos definitely does that also mean uh, first of all congratulations yes, thank for you. this uh, fantastic achievement Uh, would that mean more uh, on-ground reporting, or you'll have you could be able to hire more reporters? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Vignesh, uh, one of the co-founders, has said that pretty much in most of the interviews that he's given so far. That uh, our focus definitely is going to be on getting more reporters on the ground, and especially down south in the three, four cities there: Chennai, Hyderabad, Bangalore, and uh, Kochi, Trivandrum. So we're definitely going to get more reporters. Even with the smaller team we have, we've tried to do as much ground reporters as possible. but uh, we'll definitely focus on that yes more more uh, ground stories so great i just forgot to tell the audience uh, you know where you've worked with earlier where you've worked earlier you've worked with the uh, before you joined the news minute mm -hmm. you were with a think tank called india institute that's right yeah uh, then you were with times now for 2 years yeah and you were with the ndtv hindu channel for 1 year yeah that channel no longer exists uh, in a different form it's now called tandi tv they sold it off oh i see okay yeah. so uh, this think tank mm -hmm. think tanks are quite um by some people uh, me being one of those kind of people often are seen as uh, you know driving someone's agenda they are basically lobby houses is that an accurate description of most think tanks i mean i could be wrong there may be some very fair ones but they have an ideology people are yeah, paid yeah. to kind of gather data and prepare papers to push that ideology absolutely and uh I think there's no problem with that as far as they're open about it. Right. So we were definitely open about the whole thing. We we were working in the education policy sector. We believed that uh, deregulation of schools would take the sector forward. Mm -hmm. And there were set a uh, certain set of ideas, ideologies, ideals we believed in. Uh people who invest uh, people who donated money to to the think tank. It was a not-for-profit think tank. So they yeah, so absolutely. I mean, I I think it's easy to say that yes we have this agenda this is the agenda this is why we believe the agenda is good right and is is not detrimental to society is good for society and that's why we are doing it rather than say hey hey no what we don't have any agenda correct because i think that's when we would be lying i think everybody has an agenda right yeah uh, i had a separate question on okay Chinese no i mean i had something on think tank uh, uh, we, one wouldn't call pratap bhanu mehta's institute a think tank would one uh, uh center for policy research i think they are very broad umbrella so i think they allow different uh, viewpoints it is a think tank it is a think tank but i would suppose i suppose that they also do have their sets of what what they will do and what they won't do and that is depending on certain ideas and understanding that they have so 
in that to that extent i don't think we can say any organization no i think also it's to do with how your funding comes in right like for example orf if it is primarily funded and supported by reliance yeah. mm -hmm. it is not going to suddenly come up with any major policy prescription that will devastate reliance's you know interest yeah, so, absolutely. so uh, yeah. whereas cpr is not it doesn't have a single um, single source of funding as such yeah. no and when i think we csds were... also center for there is something called csds right there yeah. is so i mean my feeling is that i mean many of these places they start off as think tanks right. but over the years they kind of gain the repute of a institute more like hmm. so hmm. i mean for example i mean same as center for policy research it's pro i probably wouldn't call it a think tank right yeah, now yeah yeah you know it uh, but oxford uh, what is it um, oxford ORF. ORF, 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 yeah observer research foundation sorry observer Right. Sorry, you were saying. Uh, no, I had a question for Ram on the Chennai floods, actually, yes. for yeah. which the News Minute received a lot of accolades. They yeah. tied up with Times now also. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing interesting that you guys did was that you got involved with relief and rescue. Yeah. Yeah. So I had two questions. One is that you know traditional wisdom would say that when something like this happens, journalists report. Yeah. You don't get involved with yeah. relief or rescuing or helping people. How did that work out for you guys? Why did you make the decision? How did that play out? And do you think it would be possible because you were a small organization? Does such is this possible for a bigger organization well yeah uh, so definitely i'll i'll get to the, both this uh, questions one by one but before that i have to i have to say that and not because she's my boss but it it was like that the a huge uh, reason why this this panned out the way it did for us is because danya was that one soul driving sleepless machine behind it you know so uh, she kind of took it you know, uh, upon herself to do whatever it is that we did. Dhania Rajendran, Dhania Rajendran, uh, who's one of the co-founders of, of uh, and now the editor in chief. Editor -in of, uh, she's the editor in chief. Chief of yeah, the news, uh, the news minute. So she kind of drove the whole thing towards uh, the direction where it eventually went. So coming to the specifics, um, so how did it happen? Basically, we all woke up one morning. We were getting information from Chennai that situation is bad. Yada yada yada. So that morning. Obviously, our first initial reaction to it was, "What kind of stories are we going to do? Updates and stuff like that." But in the meanwhile, we started getting a lot of messages, and um, Dhania was like, "You know what? I mean, it wasn't really a discussion at that point. We just thought there is no harm in doing what we should uh, in helping out wherever we can, and because we are heavily dependent on social media for our traffic, for our work, and because Chennai floods at that time, a lot of relief and rescue or." Uh, calls for rescue were coming through social media yeah. it just happened to be that we were all like all of us are in the same room so then danya uh, kind of uh, struck uh, you know note with a lot of other people who were trying to do this there were other people uh, chennai rains rawaji saumya rao and a lot of these people who were doing it, they were building uh, uh, you know stuff online and uh, so we went straight ahead into it and after a couple after a few hours by the evening it just happened so that we were doing People a lot were of turning to you to get information get information yeah. and no we were we were passing on information danya was passing on information to the ndrf or there was there were others in the and group and also refuting rumors that are going around exactly so we were we were yeah it. exactly we we were doing the very important job of verifying stuff Correct. so and somebody, how were you doing that so we would call we would call and the see the 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 power that we had was the, of the platform right so we could verify and we had thousands of followers online so we could verify and say that this is verified and this is not verified so if so, someone said go there it's safe you'd verify if it in fact yes. it is with someone on the ground okay. yes so we had uh, there were volunteers on the ground who were willing to interact with us so we used to call them and say you know what hey is the situation really that bad there so that person would be like yes it is bad 
this person like it was now it's not bad anymore so okay stop. and and coming to her second question and we've had a lot of discussions yeah. about this on hafta you know whether it was seeing a starving child or seeing some violence for a journalist to get involved in yeah. the uh, is is that at all a concern or like she said if it's a yeah. small outfit it doesn't really if you ask me my, my personal opinion i yeah. would say it is a concern i mean it is something which should we should think about mm. and uh, as far as what happened with so you're saying you shouldn't go down that road without really weighing it it's not just because it's, yeah i don't think yeah i personally don't think that um uh, just because um, uh, something can be done that we should do it i mean we have to weigh down to what extent as a journalist you can involve yourself with this and you can't uh but one thing which i was kind of happy about and all the the, the whole team was happy what is we were able to do our jobs as journalists very very well So didn't compromise it, that as we did not compromise. And as long as that's taken care of, yes, it did not compromise. See, out. I went for ground, for ground reporters for two days. Um, Dhania and uh, her other team. There were lots of others in our team. Sariu, Shomu, all these other people who who were in 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 the newsroom were churning out stories by the minute. Uh, you know, by the hour of what is good, what is bad, what can be done, what is the situation there. We had this very young reporter in Chennai, Fibat Matthew, who was on the field without a phone. without uh, no data connection nothing some and we are digital right i mean uh, so she was uh, no phone call nothing so she was there she was able to do that job so beyond by you know beyond doing our job of being journalists we were able to add on and that was because a lot of things just fell into place so when things do fall into place like that and as i said that it could also go wrong is what you're saying we have to be aware we have to that. be aware of it and yeah thankfully nothing and it could compromise your journalism it could yeah it, but here at least thankfully it was there was no politics to it there was no ideologies yeah, to it yeah but all in all i think you guys did a fantastic job congratulations yeah, thank you so much i have yeah. a couple of questions ram one is uh, can you <clears throat> i don't know whether it's possible or not but give us in in, in percentage terms mm. the uh, the attribution to uh, the social media mm. for uh, you know taking for participating in this relief effort mm. uh, if not the rehabilitation but you know the concern that was spread around mm. would you say that you know social media in terms of percentage can you uh, uh, for us I or mean, vis-a-vis general. the government the response of the government right. versus uh, not just you but you know mm. entire the social media yeah. in general I would say a conservative estimate of fifty percent. Conservative that estimate. That is fantastic. And why I I would be conservative about the whole thing is maybe there is there's a lot of lot of things out there which happen and I don't know, so I wouldn't assume that I knew every aspect of how the whole city or the state came together, but a lot of it. I mean, and when you say social media, if you include WhatsApp, right? Definitely, because yeah, yeah. even for officials, the, there was one funny thing which was happening at that time in China, which was the calls weren't getting through. but small data packets your mobile phones were able to you know so whatsapp was working right some information once uh, maybe a light picture would get through but you weren't able to make calls so without uh, so at least information wasn't ground ground to a halt because exactly. calls couldn't be made whatsapp yeah, for some bit, for a particular period of time yes um, i would say december second morning and all that it was very horrible nothing was working but after a point uh, it was first it was data services which came back that's uh, pretty great anand you said you had yeah i mean the, the other, i mean the reason i asked you this was that as it happens today is the 11th anniversary of this devastating tsunami right. you know 2004 yes. tsunami that, yes. that famous yes. one it struck yeah yes. 11 years ago today and as you know as we all know madras was or chennai was really badly hit marina so i was wondering i mean if social media was had been there then mm-hmm. Uh, would it have made that much of a difference in the you know the whole we respond to disasters the way we you know man it's not only just managing mm. it's the 
to sensitize people to I, I, I don't know I I'm sorry I know the question is to you but I think you know the tsunami it would be interesting to see how many people died in just the first the thing that came rather than you know later on because yeah. water had flooded certain areas because most of the devastation and deaths happened when it hit hit and that you couldn't really no one could yeah. social media couldn't do that yeah. but maybe um, just maybe things like nagapatnam and you know the districts down south which during tsunami were were very very bad uh, at that time maybe the information would have come in earlier but still i don't know as such if um, i don't know as such if um, um, social media would have been very different uh, or the the events of the tsunami would have been very different because of social media but i think yeah relief and rescue those things could have probably been got to them a little earlier okay um uh, manisha hugo what do you want to start with we have the juvenile justice we yeah, have the we have bajiram mastani and we have the all even odd formula go uh, manisha what do you want to start with i think we we'll start with the juvenile uh, justice bill being passed by the rajya sabha uh i think it's just appalling how unthinkingly this was done how this was completely a response to emotions uh there's one key provision that has changed which is that between uh, children aged between 16 to 18 can now be tried as adults uh, for heinous crimes and they've described heinous crimes as uh, those crimes uh, for which there's a 7 year imprisonment under the ipc but there's a there are two riders there uh, manisha but i'll i'll let you finish what that. are the riders so one is that if the uh, juvenile is caught mm. after he turns 21 mm. then he would be tried as an adult if he committed the crime when he was 17 yeah yeah, yeah. and the other rider is which uh, this uh, in this uh, sorry i don't understand that is but that's so if you commit a crime when you're 17 and you go a vol and you're caught when you're 21 mm. then, then you, you would be tried, be tried as an adult as a, okay whereas earlier You, you would, would still, still be tried, tried as a okay, juvenile. So okay, that's that. that's point number one. And the uh. point number two is, if you commit a crime when you're 17, and or 16, and you're caught then, this is what happened in the Nirbhaya case, then <coughs> it would be up to the juvenile board yes. to, determine. to determine, determine whether you should be tried. So and they, they have an option now. So the juvenile justice board will decide whether it's a heinous crime or not. No, no, it's no, not, no, 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 no. Whether it's whether whether tried as an adult or not. Based on his based mental on, capacity. No, but based also on the crime that he's done. Whether no, no, that is. No, no, they've is already categorized as heinous or not. They've already crossed that step. Yeah. What is it? Step one is if it's a heinous crime or not. Hmm. Then should he be tried as an adult or not? Is what the, he's talking about. Which the board about. would yeah, decide. Yeah, the board would yeah. depend on the crime. That would depend on his situation. Hmm. Uh, was mental he driven capacity. to it? Was he? The board is not. It's just just driven on mental capacity. So I've I've read that bill, okay. and that is the only significant. I mean, the major difference with everyone is highlighting which Nirbhaya's parents also, you know, kind of wanted, it's, but it's not. Uh, it's uh, but there, because there, there are two. Because I think a, there was no immediate necessity to pass it in the hurry that they did. I think it could have gone to a committee. They could have thought about this more, got more expert opinion. Because contrary to the popular perception that crimes have risen, it isn't true. It has remained static at one point two percent heinous crimes or crimes about relating to rape and murder by adolescents. By yeah. And secondly, you have two provisions, uh, which is one, uh, the legal age for consensual sex is 18, and under POSCO, uh, it is a sexual, uh, it's it's a, crime. it's a heinous crime again. Uh, rape, yeah. No, actually, it's, crimes it's, against children yeah. would. It you, it would be considered if if there was if the the girl and the boy were 17 and 16, yeah. so to say, and if they had consensual sex, it would still be considered you could rape. Charge him and rape would under become POSCO. a heinous charge, and then yeah. he would yeah. be treated as an adult. So and you have so many cases like you said about a 17-year-old eloping with a 16-year-old girl, yeah. and juvenile justice homes are full of cases like that. 
So you can now effectively try these 16 year old kids who a lot of them are indulging in consensual acts. They would be tried in an adult court system and be sent to jail. No, they will, they could. Uh, they, they could, could. Be. could so if they it is there. construed. So, I mean, you know, I've, I've read that, uh, you know, the provisions of this. And earlier, of course, I was, I mean, I'm, I'm always of the opinion that, I mean, a law uh, is the domain of experts, you know, and especially in the juvenile, uh, uh, you know, justice bill, it is also the domain of psychiatrists. You know, you just can't. So, uh, I mean, uh, Twitter mob or people who have very strong opinions, um, you know, should not decide on what the law should be. That's why I quite enjoyed, uh, quite liked Karunanandi's take on it, you know, on CNN, IBN, which was two days ago she came. But having said that, uh, it isn't very, uh, you know, it isn't a, a huge leap uh, either way, you know, either towards the good or towards the bad, uh, which some people might say. Because uh, as Justice Verma, uh, you know, in that the Justice Verma committee report, immediately after the Nirbhaya case, he gave a 630-page report, and he said the juvenile age should not be reduced to 16 right. from 18, which this, you know, it hasn't happened. Yeah, All what has happened is that if a juvenile uh, commits a rape or a heinous crime, then uh, he can be tried uh, as an adult based on what his mental capacity is as judged by the Juvenile Justice Board. Now, Germany, you can be tried as an adult if you're 14. In America, you can be tried as an adult if you're 13. So it's not that we've taken something really draconian or something, but I do agree with you. There should have been a lot more discussion on this. It should have been, uh, I mean, I don't know whether it should have gone to the standing committee or not, which, uh, you know, the Communist Party is alleging, uh, or is claiming it should have. But uh, you can't pass a bill in two hours, you know. I mean, that just tells you the state of parliament uh, yeah, or the state we are in. I mean, you just, you table a bill, and you pass it the same day? Right, agree. Also, Ram, but uh, could you, huh? once it's there at the board, yeah. you're assuming that this child who yes. is accused or whatever mm. would have sound legal help to put his case forward, which happens, but doesn't happen in most cases. So I would not just rely on the board to do justice to this child who comes from a background who probably doesn't, will not get any legal defense, a proper sound legal defense. So um, I would not trust the board you're, with... You're, you want to weigh in on this? Yeah, but I do agree with Anand that uh, it is not as disastrous as they say it are, but it nonetheless is very disturbing. And to me, uh, more than the legalities, the technicalities, as, or the possible outcomes of this amendment, what is definitely the most disturbing is the entire sentiment behind it, is the way it was done. It was the way the media, the politicians got, you know, uh, you know, uh, got carried away by the paranoia. And the, the feeling that somehow justice is about vengeance. Right. The feeling that somehow justice is about retribution. That... This was a very good moment. The whole Nirbhaya case itself was a very good opportunity for us to prove as a society that a, a, such a heinous crime has been committed. But this is where we show that we understand the ideas of justice, we understand how crime functions in a society, how criminals right. are created, and that we're not going to do something which is going to further exacerbate that. And we have done exactly that, which is why the entire Nirbhaya story is such a sad story right from the start to the end, because we began with something which was heinous and we've ended with something which is even more disastrous. Because which you're putting is this the, bill? The bill itself, the amendment, because you are creating a situation where far more juveniles are going to be pumped back into the prison system, which are hotbeds of criminals. So, okay. uh, uh, and can I also just add to that? I mean, I, I got viciously trolled uh, when I said I agree with AAP and what uh, AAP government did, which was to rehabilitate this juvenile. Yeah. Because it is according to the law. If you, you know, it's just, I just find it unbelievable that people are, you know, people would just criticize 
someone who's following the law. So, but look at the minister when she started to, uh, debate, when she started speaking about the bill, she started off by saying that the parents, parents are, are looking here. at us to do. I mean, this was your reason to pass this pass. bill. And the way right. they were brought. I think that is hugely problematic. Uh, just a couple of things that uh, you know, I'd like to weigh in on. I am still not sure whether I think it's a good idea or not. Honestly, mm. I, I see the reason on on both sides. Although we have an interesting take on this on News Laundry by Nikhil uh, Kariapa. Uh, on on you know this bill and how different countries deal with this yes. issue and it is a problem across the world by the way it's not just unique to India yeah. how do you deal with a 14 or 15 year old rapist so it, it's we shouldn't think that we are the only ones who right. are grappling with this everyone's grappling with this no one has a solution and in fact in Nikhil's piece I was surprised to uh, learn that Canada has a higher number of youngsters in jail than even America which has the highest per capita people in prison uh, of of underage kids. Uh, you know, who were convicted of heinous crimes, but they have a really robust system of rehabilitation. The one thing that really disturbed me is uh, this whole thing that you're talking about revenge. And I was really uh, shocked to hear uh, Pinky Anand say that there are two aspects of justice. One is reformative and one is retribution. I was not aware that retribution is a part of justice. I was shocked when I hear the, you know, uh, Solicitor General of the country say that. Is that true? I mean, are no, we like Saudi Arabia? Or is, reform no, not I mean, retribution I is uh, something <laughs> different from punishment, right? I mean, retribution no, has an element of revenge in it. Yeah, she says, so there is, so, so everyone is saying, she says justice is not only about reformation, it's also about retribution. And I was shocked because uh, I had written a piece on this years ago, in 2008, I think, called uh, Is Justice Revenge? Uh, and you, know, you can see the link of that. And I saw, even Chitra has written a bit uh, yeah, 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 on she this, has. Is she Justice. Has. She has. Yeah. And her piece was really nice and, you know, I think it's kind of arguing a similar thing. So. I'm, I mean, I can understand as a human being want to react a certain way, but a state has to react in a different way. And just one little thing, I agree with uh, Anand that the drafting of a law should be left to experts, but laws should not be left to experts. I won't say I'll just take the experts' view on the law. Drafting it, of course, has to be left. But should the law do X, Y, or Z? I think anyone who lives in a society is as qualified to comment no, uh, on look, that. Absolutely. The, the, and you know, that's yeah, why it's a very important point you made, Niku, because I mean, the fact is, whether we like it or not, people who are going to pass the law are our parliamentarians. Right. Now, you can say that, look, you know, Jyoti fail, whatever, that is irrespective. I have given them the benefit of the doubt to pass the law. But the law has to be written by people who know the law. Right. I mean, you can't... Exactly. Yeah. The writing has to... Yeah, the right, it has to be cold. It has to be... You have to, you know, step away from the emotion. Exactly. And then write And it. see what could happen 10 Absolutely. years later. That, that's a visionary's and Doordarshi's yes. draft law. Now, that's for example, true. in this case, a lot of people were saying... A lot of people were saying, actually, oh, pass this bill, pass the bill, because this guy must not be let loose. But I'm sorry. You know, this retrospective thing doesn't apply. It was such drama that the whole time they are screaming... Uh, you know, that juvenile rapist should not go, he should not go, he should not go. If it bill pass, ho gaya, then the mother comes around and says, but I still feel sad that this law cannot ah, be. Exactly. I mean, like, then what and, are you wailing about all this while? And right? what really disturbs me is when a channel like Times now, in fact, you worked there uh, for two years. <laughs> but I honestly think, and I've said this on enough haftas and at the risk of sounding repetitive, I think it must be said, Arnab has gone mad. <laughs> he ha He's become a complete idiot. No, you know, he was advocating and you know his junior Arnab also that other boy, you know that the Arnab light and the Arnab super light and zero calorie Arnab, I don't know what their names are. You know, they were saying 
why can this not be applied retrospectively? Yeah. I was like, dude, you know what you're saying? I mean, such idiots. It is, there is no polite word, but idiots for guys who should know better. They are informing the people. Really, you want criminal laws? A, it is not constitutional. You, and B, do you realize the repercussions of being able to Vodafone ka jab hua tha, sab khuda kare the. How can you laws retrospectively? Ab aap bol rahe criminal law. Kal sarkar bolle, bhai you know for spitting, twenty years jail, and retrospectively, pakar or shouting more than twenty five decibels is sound pollution. Arunab toh bichar hai, andar ho jayenge. And you but see the, the you see the hypocrisy of, of BJP. I include BJP in this because Justice Verma report, they went you know at least hundred pages of that are spectacular. Dissection of uh, why marital rape should be a punishable, uh, you know, this thing. Spectacular. I mean, they take uh, laws from South Africa, from America, all over, 100 pages, and they've sat silent on it because BJP says no, marital, uh, you know, we That's should not. Saying, yeah. And the same was with Digvijay Singh in Congress before that, even Shashi Tharoor. And you know, people like that, you, you don't expect them to say, but you know, they, they were all Very supporting. People who want rapists hanged would yes. say, no, marital rapists, so, you know, it's fine. It's, uh, it's, it's just, not rape. Emotion, you know, just raw emotion takes over. I just uh, okay. And unfortunately, the same day when uh, I think I don't remember the date when the whole thing was happening. The day before the bill was passed, Shashi Thoru's private members' bill was not even allowed to be introduced. Yes, I mean Shocking. that shows what kind of blinkers people are wearing when they're stepping to the parliament. And it shows how low basic human values are for our parliamentarians. And here, all parties, there were I think some 44 or 48 people present from the BJP and some 21 from the Congress. I mean, no one even yeah. decided to attend party. No, but yeah, Niku, yeah, yeah. Ca can we not say all parties? I'll tell you. I, I got a lot of flack. Ki, Congress was doing this. I'm sorry. Tha, karra tha. You are in power now. Huh. Do not worry about what the other guy thinks. Sure. I am going to be worried only about what you think. And if you let me down, I don't give two hoots about whether Congress let me down before that. You're right, you're right. But I just... So, you know, when pe and people have said this. 20 people Congress ke the, uh, you know, 40 people yeah, BJP. The, ke the, the power... It doesn't matter. Absolutely. The you power. are in power. You had a responsibility and you let us down. Okay, we'll just quickly move on to the next. Before I do that, I just want to keep reminding the audience, and we've done this in several pieces in the past, that A, you must pay for independent media because when the public pays, the public is served and when corporations pay, corporations are served. And as once Anand had said, when Rajni Gandha pays, Rajni Gandha is served. <laughs> I don't mean Rajni Gandha is served ki ka swagat Rajni Gandha se ije. I mean Rajni Gandha's interests are served. But uh, on the 23rd of December 2008, 17 bills were passed in parliament in 12 minutes. Uh, let's never forget that date. Bills such as the SEZ Act, without any discussion, which devastated thousands. Which is why, no matter how many Modis come and go, uh, who I detest, uh, I will never say Manmohan was a good thing for our country. He was as bad as anyone has ever been. Hello, Mihir. Yeah, hi, Mihir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I'll you're online now. <laughs> I was once. Uh, just to digress quickly, I was in a. Uh, you know, the thing is, the whole uh, South Delhi narrative of at least Manmohan is an honest man. It depends on who you're talking to. I spent a few days in this uh, tribal belt in uh, Maharashtra. They have songs that talk about Manmohan Singh as a demon who has poison running through his veins. Now, I would imagine they'd have ghettos and madarsas who sing songs like that about Modi ji. You know? And I can see why, because we have... But that's because we have Muslim friends and you know they feel threatened. We don't have any tri Tribal tribals friends. who have been displaced by Manmohan Singh and his policies. And those guys sit in the evening and sing those songs. And I was like, how can you think like this about so sweet, nice Manmohan ji? But their hatred for Manmohan 
is as much as a Gujarat victim is for Modi. And I've seen this to some extent, not to that intensity, no, no, no singing songs of demonizing Manmohan, but uh, during the Sri Lankan Tamil, uh, uh, you know, uh, debate in, in Tamil Nadu, you see a lot of pockets of, um, you know, uh, political voices which are usually not heard in the national stage being very, very, very critical of right. Manmohan Singh in particular because, you know, it was the UPA years when the war happened. So, yeah, uh, 17 bills passed in 12 minutes, 23rd December 2008. Uh, let's, let's go on to the uh, next, uh, which is uh, Free Basics. Like, quickly, if you can just give this four or five minutes and we can get to DDC as well. And I definitely want to get into Bajirao Mastani. Uh, so, uh, Free Basics, full page ads, two days. I believe... Oh, yeah, and all the bus stands with the bus stops have... I just... Uh, a journalist today tweeted, and, you know, we should put the link uh, below uh, who it is, that the ad spend is going to be 100 crores for this, yeah, this, this campaign. I heard $20 million. I heard. I'm, I'm not so, sure. So, I mean, uh, Anand, <coughs> views, are you convinced? I, uh, you know, I think we had this debate about, um, uh, about two or three months ago, right. four months ago, about the net neutrality. And at that point of time, I had, because we were going to have the debate, I had read a lot about it. Yeah. I haven't read much about free basics, but is it the same, is it kind of the same thing? that? No, I think the, the thing about free basics... I'm sorry, I'm not... No, the thing know. about free basics is it will violate zero rating. It, it will be zero rating. So, they're not saying that we're going to take money from somebody to keep the product or content on our thing, but some will be given free. Others we might or might not charge. Apparently, they are now saying that for for any foreseeable years to come, we might not charge for. But we don't know what's going to happen ten years down the line, fifteen years down the line. So, free basics will definitely violate net neutrality as the net neutrality activists understand. Basically, the gatekeeper they become the gatekeeper. Yeah. So whether they charge or not, they can say, say we won't. But if they want, want to, they, they can. can. So Facebook can determine who has access to all these rural markets. So that. So you is, know, whenever I'm not well informed in in these or haven't read much about this I, I go by you know people who are masters and legends of this and if we know and this was the case in during the net neutrality debate as well that Sir Tim Berners-Lee the man who created the internet the man who created said it this goes against what yeah, he created and he's against free basics as well yeah so you know until such time that I read more about this let me just go by his opinion right that's okay. what I would say Manisha yeah. So free basics is, I think, uh, internet.org. There's no difference. Except I think they've said that it will be secure now. Earlier they didn't have an HTTPS. Yeah, uh, there was a, yeah. Yeah, so your But there was a security was aspect to the whole yeah. thing as well. So now they're saying that they, they will cover the security aspect. See, I, I'm not entirely sure if I agree with uh, the Tim Berners-Lee argument because, well, he did give it, uh, he did create it. So I don't know if that's automatically and and. Uh, means that everything he says is right no, no, because course. the internet has changed. Of course. And I'm also not a net neutrality absolutist. I don't, I'm not as, uh, as I'm not uh, very sure, say, someone like Nikhil Power, someone who's absolutely sure. I'm not really sure because at one level, I'm also believe in, in the markets to some extent. I believe in free markets to some extent. But there are valid concerns. And with free basics, my biggest concern is that Facebook is going about telling the whole world that they're doing this as a form of charity. Yeah, philanthropy, yeah. It is definitely not that. Now, why, when a free market works, when a market clearly works, is when the consumer knows what kind of relationship he's in with the person who's giving the product. So if the consumer knows that I do not have internet today, you're giving me half internet, and I choose to buy half internet from you, knowing the consequences that you will control content, I think it is okay. That's my personal opinion, but I think it is okay. But definitely in the case of free basics, that's not happening. People are being lied to. If you look at it one way, 
Facebook Raman said, yes, this is something which will possibly turn out into a vehicle of uh, profit for us. And when it does, we might possibly be controlling content. Mm -hmm. So if you're giving that to the people today, you should tell them that, yes, we might be controlling content later. They're not saying that, and that's why I have a problem and with And one Free big PR disaster for them was that when they were asking people in the US to support Free Basics in India, and then they came out with a clarification on that. Yeah, and I, I think the, the other aspect of this, I, I think you've explained it very nicely. In fact, now I'm much more informed than I was five minutes ago. Um, and I too stand for free markets, but if, if you, whatever you're doing, there has to be, you know, the, an equivalent of red herring uh, prospectus. Yeah, yeah. And you see the ads, uh, like in today, I think all newspapers, they're, they're, they're listing out 10 reasons why you should, you know, myth-busting reasons and 86% of people polled uh, support free basics and, you know, so on. And so on. I think but this the is charity a, aspect they kind of dealt with, right, by changing the name. It's not, no longer ORG, it's free basics. So that's kind of, so that was one of their ways to respond, respond to the as I'm saying. So, you know, to say that it kind of, to me, exposes their intent, intent behind it. Oh, yeah. Although that, I, I would think it goes against free markets. You know, again, you can approach yeah, it's, an it's argument. It's monopoly, yeah. It I agree. creates, so an antitrust should kick in. Exactly. So it actually, for, for someone like at least News yeah. Laundry, it goes against free Absolutely. markets. Because then we cannot compete at the same level, let's say an IBN or a Times now, you know. So, I agree. So it, it kills competition rather than promotes it. Yeah. So which is why but the problem is what, not what net neutrality activists are asking for is government control of it. Which is they're saying an absolute law or, or regulated authority which says that this is how the internet should function. Which is a little... Uh, that is something which I will think about if I believe in free markets because I would be like, I don't want a situation where 10 years down the line that person becomes the babu of what mm. happens and what and history happen. has shown that for heaven's sake, Say keep government out of... I mean, <laughs> yes. you know about the pawn thing that happened, yeah. Ravi Shankar Prasad saying one thing and in reality it actually said something totally different but before. But you cannot keep the government out of certain things because they are... laws are made by government. Like, you, like this whole Wall Street thing. If you have to regulate... Regulation markets. is different. Yeah, and regulation is done by the government. So, how much it should be, how fair it should be, in what environment it should be, and what is the kind of government you have, will determine the nature of intervention. Yeah. But that intervention will be by the government, and we can g not get away from that, which is why slogans like, the government has no business being in business, you know, these, I think, are really foolish slogans, which, you know, appeal to, you know, this, uh, the, the, what's his name, uh, Donald Trump kind of, you know, his base. Hang on a second. It appeals to me. It appeals totally to me. It does to me. The government has no business to be in business. No, it's an See, the thing is, being in business is a matter of, of course, it should be making bread and selling it. But when they make it, when someone like, you know, when the entire free marketers of America, when they say that, they were using this to get government out of any regulation on financial markets, if you remember. That's where I heard it. Abhinandan, regulation is different from running a business. I mean, you know, this is there's a mistake which a lot of people make. You know, this is unrestricted capitalism that actually gives rise to crony capitalism. So I'm not saying capitalism should be unrestricted. Exactly, cronyism is there. The problem what happened with, you know, our post-Regan was that they removed regulations one by one. I mean, the banking crisis was because they had removed their regulations. Had they not removed it, so it's not that you know capitalism is bad. I'm just saying that don't remove regulations. Sure. But at the same time, you know, don't don't run uh, Hotel Ashok. Absolutely. Don't run Air India. Absolutely. Don't, you know, uh, that's all. Or, or make bread and biscuits like. Make they used bread to. and biscuits or uh, watches. 
you know, scooters. Uh, okay, so uh, can we just quickly come to uh, Bajirao Mastani? I don't know if anybody else has a view on it. If I you haven't, guys have but seen it. Uh, Ranbir Ranbir sit down on this one. Yeah. Although, uh, I have seen it, I'm going to see it again because oh Ranbir Singh. But also, uh, Anand chose not to watch Bajirao, he watched Dilwale instead. Yes. And what his view was <laughs> is also there in uh, Rangakkal Nichod. Please check that out. But yes, uh, you liked Why it, Manisha. Why would you choose Dilwale over Bajirao? No, it Bajirao. wasn't a choice. It was basically... <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you the whole reason. Was. I was actually... Sorry, fact, Anand, before you answer, please. says the girl who liked Bajirao. <laughs> please. Uh, you have no moral authority to question Anand on this. <laughs> no, but what I was going to say, I think it was the day that... Uh, was it la la Friday? Last Friday was Hafta. And we were having the, uh, the, the intolerance huh. debate yet again. And I was kind of very fed up of, you know, this people... Uh, uh, down uh, going to snap deal and you done that I've, I've got my flack my portion of flack for that and then people were saying don't watch Dilwale because uh, Shah Rukh Khan said this so in my own way in my own little protest <laughs> I yeah I went to book my show and you know I this thing and God I wish I wish I had, <laughs> signed, <laughs> I had signed it with the trolls but that's another story it was a disaster <laughs> and and Shah Rukh Khan has the gall to say that his comment influenced box office collections by agar <laughs> Product in the ghati, I have to be bold. Sorry, so yeah, I mean, Bajira Mastari is a good film. Explain. Explain. Uh, Five Ranveer months. Singh, Discuss. <laughs> Ranveer Singh <coughs> and Ranveer Singh. Okay. That was, so, like I said, is Ranveer so Singh is about great. as hot or sexy as Deepika Padukone's earlobe. We're not going to listen to you on that. <laughs> okay. You so, are a male, you have the male gaze. You cannot understand what <coughs> women were seeing. Well, but I have a. No, male. but hang on a second. A male gaze cannot appreciate another male. Exactly. What are you not talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you trying to say? I think men, no, no, it's difficult for men to admire men. I like. I. I think Deepika is really hot. I think a lot of women would say that, but of men would not say that about other male actors. Not at all. I think uh, Milan Soman and Arjun oh, Rampal are the perfect specimens that God has created of male, you know, embodiment. I mean, you look at them and saying, "Dude, now that is a dude." You know, like I have been an Ani fan because I can just bloody watch I I think it's amazing but anyway my point was you know, that, <laughs> forget that the point I'm saying about Baji Rao and this is a problem I have with this Bhansali guy who somehow has positioned himself as someone who is aesthetic is intelligent he is a Subhash guy of the 2000s okay his entire take on emotions the politics of his filmmaking and I'm not talking about politics as in in Bollywood politics of filmmaking I'm making a film in Rajneeti no even a film on on uh, a, a comedy about two children fighting has politics to it. A, the politics of his cinema, of his storytelling, is so primitive and illiterate. And except he's a good set designer. He's a good set designer and cinematographer. Yeah, but aesthetically, don't you think it's, it will sound... So that's what I'm saying. I mean, aesthetically, was... I'm only talking about the sets aesthetic. The sets, yeah. Yeah, which I mean, even Subhash guys were. For, for the 80s, that Kurz and all, pretty Maybe cool sets. Those yeah. Times, yeah. You know, for that. But, but Subhash guys understanding of what he was saying was base and that was Bhansali's. I'll give you an example. This film starts off with a voiceover about how great Bajirao Peshwa was and which is fine as I say you know he had you know Farratedar Talwar or Kharratedar Tatir Kaman and with Ranveer's bare back. Bare back and he could do this <laughs> Taking over the screen. and the voiceover is describing this hero and so unselfconsciously that voiceover says or mathe par whatever kaha kabhi brahman tha peshwa peshwa brahmano ka tej now i heard that i said i couldn't have heard that right because i'm shocked no one pointed that out 
a the entire caste system in india has an ugly history and establishing a brahmin identity as something worthy of being now you know i i it's against the law to use words that identify you know the ch caste or the uh, b caste but if someone had just say uske shakal par x ka tej and by x i'm talking about the caste of let's say uh, identify dalit caste or uske sar par sardaron ka intelligence people would laugh but unselfconsciously the brahmin identity is put as something that is brilliant and i find that can you imagine someone of bhansali stature equivalent in the west describing the hero of his film of ablik good suppose they're making and he had the authority and the brilliance of a white man can you can you imagine absolutely that's uh casteism is a huge part of every aspect of uh, urban living as much as uh, anywhere else and we don't i still i still think that 60 years so down the line we still don't understand that we still have friends who pass such remarks mm. uh, uh to some extent thanks to the obc politics anti caste politics also has a taint so it's very easy to dismiss the entire anti caste movement uh you know as something which is political so I'm not surprised actually. I'm not surprised at all that such moronery is in day-to-day parlance. Yeah. Well, well, how no notice it? No, no critic has pointed I out. I haven't seen the movie, so people were staring at Ranveer's bare back. Ah, <laughs> that is a very good explanation. <laughs> Imagine Deepika. The same thing being said about Deepika and her just. Yeah. I would have noticed. Around. I would have noticed. I would have said they become uh, very disappointed. I still love you, <laughs> but I am disappointed. So, Manisha, are you following uh, Ranveer on Twitter? I follow him on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> oh, she needs a visual. She objectified him. I don't need to know what he's saying or what he thinks. I just follow him on Instagram. I just. I don't hear you. Just let me look at you. I think that's great. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's an uncomplicated relationship. I'm going to close my ears. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think. Listen, but he acted really well. You have to agree. Huh. He did act well. Coming back to Bansali, I think he's probably made just one good film in his life. Hamdil de Chuke sir, I'm Khamoshi. Hamdil de Chuke. I think Khamoshi was also. Nice. Even Khamoshi, oh. ironically, was just so loud. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, he's very. <laughs> his his aesthetic. I'm talking about his drama aesthetic. Is very Ekta Kapoor. Yeah. you know sadness is oh me itna sad ki main happy ha 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 dekho main itna happy and you know he go he somebody has probably told him that the grander sets you make you know the more it will be up so he's like i would say is the lean david lean <laughs> i would say the indian version no. and in fact you know the but you know such kind of things are admired because i remember in was it in tulus 2 years ago that they held india festival and they asked bhansali to create the sets and there were photographs of you know 200 elephants mm. you know on either side of the boulevard and you know and bhansali was kind of taking the applause and so these kinds of things are appreciated you know yeah, but because he makes the best sets i mean i agree with you and i think why he makes such huge sets is that then you can not sometimes notice the story or the narrative yeah, yeah that's you a, know, you're just awestruck by the color but speaking on the cast angle a quick uh, this thing the pinga song there was a lot of criticism because a lot of people said that this is not how maharashtrian ladies would bob their head you know this is not how a brahmin so to speak maharashtrian lady would do it and there was a very interesting piece in kafila which said that this brahm this identity of a lady dancing comes from your brahminical notions of what brahmin women should be doing but at the same time a lot of women from the uh, backward castes would dance like that so she was actually praising bansali for reimagining and you know a dance form as uh, an upper caste would not So there was also but support for his. But I would still his. say dropping the word Brahmin there is a little. 
not little the, the beginning especially in the kind of description that you're doing yeah yeah, yeah. and it's so unselfconscious that uh, anyway it's but you know incidentally uh, nico you abhinandan you mentioned about the uh, you can talk about brahmin uh, you know like that but if you were to talk about a shul caste person like that you know people mm. so there is a new bill that has been passed mm. yeah. this is an amendment to the old scst bill and i'm just appalled by the uh, uh, you know the clauses that have been put in and that have been passed unanimously mm. so let me just read out few of the clauses one is new offenses added under the bill include garlanding with footwear if you garland anyone who's an scst or somebody with footwear you will go to prison um, the other one is abusing scs or sts by caste name in public attempting to promote feelings of ill will against scs or sts disrespecting any deceased person held in high esteem can you believe it so this has been passed by you know and where is our freedom of speech shocking, it's man. just it's and shocking. the last imposing or threatening a social or economic boycott so if for example snap deal was owned by someone yeah, from scst yeah. millions of people would be in prison yeah yeah i think that's uh, which is why anand and i keep hopping on this basically as a society we don't understand freedom of no, speech and it's and it's benefits we don't realize what the problems of inhibiting it are and also it's so badly drafted what do you mean by disrespecting a deceased so it's, it's it's meant to be abused it's exactly it's we are going to so keep can, it vague so you yes. know whenever we can so if i write a piece like critical of ambedkar would yeah, it be it could be possible yeah, absolutely because i'm disrespecting him yes yeah, absolutely. absolutely if you're disrespecting i think it's phenomenally stupid Okay, let's quickly uh, go to uh, the DDCA debates. Does anyone want have anything to say? We've had last week also the same thing. It is continuing. Well, I mean, there have been watch. recent developments, ah. which is that BJP and its internal internal party oh, democracy has. Uh, Mr. Azad has been suspended. Has right? been suspended. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For me, it's just fun to watch. I think. Mm. <laughs> don't care either way. <laughs> DDCA is like cricket, so I don't watch cricket. But one thing that we did notice, and it was happening while we were recording Hafta, was that. Uh, Arun Jaitley's anything uh, charges against Arun Jaitley are carried with very carefully by all the channels you know they have a disclaimer yeah. at the bottom they don't extend a courtesy to anyone not even Mr Modi so yeah. obviously but it's interesting what is happening to Jaitley through this process politically speaking the comparisons with Advani which Modi made right. these things are all funny i mean he's slightly backtracking saying you know things like um um if nobody has lost money then it's not a problem Uh, erroneous administration or a, a, a mistake is not necessarily a crime who said I mean, this i think he's making such statements i can't i'm not quoting him verbatim but right. such Suggesting such suggest yeah such things are coming up so it's interesting it's like, i mean he's the newman mohan singh let's put it that yeah. way you know it happened under his watch but hey you know oh, i what? just turned the other way i'm not and it's so silly to see people defending this God kind of God argument God. when two years ago they were you know putting manmohan singh over coals for you know turning the other way turning the so Manisha, you were it's saying? just ridiculous nothing okay i just switch off every time i read the word cricket in any mm -hmm. news report <laughs> but it is astonishing how arvind kejriwal has completely swung the debate around mm. from you know his pa and that, the raid yeah. to strictly <laughs> the brilliant it's a stroke of genius i must the, say he oh. understands media better than totally. anyone that, that. Totally. No, he understands politics also He's Quite a very well. quick learner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll just one thing in this whole thing that I uh, found uh, curious was that other than IBN, neither NDTV nor Times now took up this debate specifically. What are the allegations? You know, like they did with the CD, CWG. There was this tender. There's how much was spent. You know, they had all those graphics, 
and they kept it very general you shouted the other and you shouted the other and i just thought uh, ibn you know zaka and gang up in the quality of the debate i pachhadoing times and and nandi tv not very difficult to do that i would say <laughs> <laughs> okay so um, quickly i am going to finish anything else anyone wants to share which they you know really liked in the media or which you thought was really terrible that you want to share with us and before we wind up i have one i want to put you in a spot uh our guest ram okay uh, because he criticized my tamil pronunciation <laughs> and being half a tamil myself okay. uh, i like I'm that way he's rolling the tongue now tamil tamil yeah. tamil tamil, tamil. tamil. <laughs> okay dravid munnarra kalagam kalagam ha long way to go man okay, okay. Uh, you spent a year with ndtv hindu ndtv hindu yes and and, and uh, two with times now yes on a scale of 0 to 10 <laughs> rate both as places to work and in the quality of the journalism as places to work and quality of journalism uh see ndtv hindu is wasn't equal to ndtv right. all right so i want everybody to understand okay. that disclaimer guys okay. yes <laughs> so in retrospect mm. quality of journalism 5 ndtv oh. ndtv hindu huh place uh, to work as a place to work huh. Seven, eight, maybe. Okay. It was a good place to work. And I, times now? Times now is a place to work. Um, four or five. Huh. Quality of journalism, pretty much the same. I'm in retrospect. Sorry. As a place to work. NTV As a place wins. to work, totally. Uh, see, again, I think it would be unfair to get simplistic based on my ratings, and sure, I, I do have my. If 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 I start talking about honor. I would actually start by gushing about him mm. and then I would get to the criticism. Mm. I'm very clear about that. I have my thoughts about it. But that wouldn't that wouldn't uh that wouldn't be that you know that, that there is no criticism. Yep. At the same time if I start talking about NTV Hindu the culture and all is great but I think there are serious problems with the way they the operate. The status quo is. Yeah, yeah, I mean I I mean I haven't been a full-time employee but I have worked closely with NTV as a place to work absolutely it's high up they take great care of their employees. Yeah yeah yeah. But quality of journalism is pathetic. It's like their status quo is do bite le lo ye kar lo wo kar lo zyada don't rock the boat. Abhi bhi and Arnab VO Every time I heard, no, Arnab was a disruptor. He disruptor, said, "Chalo, exactly. maro, Peter, Peter, maro. maro." Now it's become a circus. Circus, yeah. But he disrupted the status quo. That has to be said. Yeah, and 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 the fire and the vigor he gave to reporters. How you use it is a is is one thing. You could use it in just shouting and wailing behind a politician. You could use it in a good way, uh, in doing a good story. Like, thoda the baamla aje ho gaya. Ah, okay. Thoda aje, thoda aje ho gaya. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, Anand, you want to share anything that you read which you found remarkable? Oh, that's fine. Also? I think I can't remember anything offhand, but mm. yeah, the the weeks gone by. Okay, <laughs> My, Manisha. As I saw this interesting news coming in from France, where they've passed the members of parliament of. passed a bill banning ultra thin models and they're going to have some sort of specification on the body mass index mm. that is what it is so yeah to fight anorexia you think it's a good idea oh, that's a shitty as hell idea i don't know but there it is a real problem and sure, women are really no i think it's i'm telling you it's a great idea but ultra thin no patla is suppose haddo ki hai bechara patlo ko chamo hai main kitna bhi kha lu mera But you are not anorexic. Patla models, like you have to see their like skeletal. No, but it's a problem there because. Not that I want to be a model, just saying. <laughs> in France. You are. Oh, I'm not. People look up to you. <laughs> I see the sense in it, and also there's also talk of uh, how they touch up um, images. Yeah, for sure. Photoshop. You have to specify it. 
Also on because that, uh, you know, Anand just watched an entire film that was photoshopped, which he'll talk about <laughs> in this show. Uh, um, uh, you want to share anything, any well, piece with our viewers? Not piece, but I would, I was just thinking and it occurred to me that since I'm here, I would further uh, the general agenda that I'm part of these days, which is that I would encourage all of you to take a few more subjects from the South. Hmm. Don't keep discussing DDCA and Ahmadmi Party. There are lots of interesting things happening down south. A lot of things um, which throw up constitutional questions, societal questions. Willing to help uh, towards that. So, hoping Good. that yes. you will. Thank you for that. Yes. In fact, you know, <laughs> if I can just add there, I think you know, you, you spot Chitra and Dhanya spotted a lacuna, mm. which was that you know news yeah, from yeah, the south yeah. was, was completely just, yeah. yeah you know well done yeah yeah so especially on social really, media yeah. and thank you for leading us off on that. Yes, thank you. Because we're bloody. Completely obsessed with AAP, you know. I but, don't know what's wrong with us? Dude. Like, come on, get over AAP already. You know, yes. there are other fish in the sea than Arvind Kejriwal. You know, <laughs> but I wonder if that is possible, Ram, without you, without one having, you know, set up an office in South. No, I would say I, I was know. willing to help, and can be done. It's uh, it would wouldn't be a clean start, yeah. but uh, it can be done. I think like, it's already being done. I mean, yeah, I see a lot more of it now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it has started. It has started. I'm just saying, you know, things like uh, there was a very important verdict um, last week on this Archakas, which is um, the priests in Tamil Nadu. Yeah, I, I read your piece. That is a yes. very, very important topic, which I would have liked. Uh, I'm not talking about news laundry or anything in particular, but I would have liked uh, some kind of reportage or debates at a national level. And uh, I had written a piece about how the Delhi papers all got, ho all got it horribly wrong. Times of India was celebrating the judgment. Was celebrating. Oh my God, Hinduism such as a liberal, liberal uh, program. And tell me exactly the quickly what what is. So basically, the, the case is about whether people of other castes can be appointed as priests in particular temples. Mm. Each temple has an Agama Shastra which it follows. So, can any member, any person of the society, of Hindu society, be appointed as a as a priest in that particular temple in different temples in the state? So this has been going on since the years of Periyar, since the days of Periyar. They've been fighting this battle for like 50, 60 years now. For those of you who don't know who Periyar is, check out the link below. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they have been fighting this battle. And uh, 2006, the Karunanidhi government came up with an amendment which said that effectively made this law in such a way that anyone could be appointed as a priest, irrespective of their caste. Yeah. But the Supreme Court has kicked it out. They've said that you have to follow the Agama Shastra. But they did it in a very beautiful way by saying that the Constitution is supreme and this and that. And they have pulled in Article 16.5. And it was celebrated by... Big it was celebrated like Times by Times, Times of and India. And it's hugely problematic. And it not just by Times of India. I would be unfair in just dragging them in. Uh, Times of India, Indian Express did not celebrate it. But the headline was a little misleading in my opinion. It's, it showed their, their judgment in a good light. And, uh, you know, Hindustan Times was almost factually wrong. Why? But I would single out Times of India. They had a Times view on it in their inside fourth or sixth or some page, which just like was all glowing. And, you know, but Ram, I mean, if I can, if I have just one more minute, I'd, I'd like to be, uh, because it is a matter of religion, uh, I'd like to be, uh, uh, you know, a devil's advocate and pose to you, should state get into matters of religion? I mean, I ask this because... I mean, it is it is probably unheard of if uh, a gay priest mm -hmm. would become would be taken in the Vatican, you know, in, in the in the Catholic thing. I mean, Protestants it happens. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, should the state? Dec I mean, for example, in India, mm -hmm. does the state, uh, you know, have a right to dictate of, on matters of religion of all religions, or does it do it for only one religion, or does it, you know, so? See, there are personal opinions here and things like that. I would say that no temple should be a part of uh, uh, the government. Yeah. 
there should be the separate of church and state and stuff like that. In this particular case, though, in the Archaka's verdict, we're talking about institutions which are public. These are temples which are owned by the HR and CE board. So I'm not, if you have a personal temple inside your house, I can't bring the law and say important person. These are temples which are being governed by the government. The so salaries are being paid by the government. I put to you that yeah. does the government have a business to run a temple? To the, exactly. No, they don't. I agree with that. They don't. But there is a caveat here which I would like to add. And this is where I think the typical debate between public and private and typical debate between you know, uh, uh, individual freedoms, etc., have to be altered a little bit in the Indian context. That when it comes to discrimination, I think it is problematic. We have to be very aware of the fact that when we discuss public and private, we are talking about a very casteist society. And if our jurisprudence does not reflect that to some extent, it's problematic. Yes, we have to have to have to keep in mind that we are very, 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 very casteist, and that our laws have to keep that in mind. Yes. But then we should be we should not only talk of casteism. No. We should talk across the border. So yeah. we should we should ask the church to take in gay priests. Absolutely, we there should shouldn't be any discrimination. First, it should first be... decriminalize homosexuality. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> there shouldn't be any discrimination at all. There can't, cannot be any discrimination, but yes, I'm willing but to accept that. One question, how was, I haven't read the Times, you, how, how did they think it's a great judgment? What was the Because Times the judgment view? started off by saying that Hinduism is a very liberal religion and it includes all points of views. So? And when they say it includes all points of views, it means that it should include the discriminatory view as well. <laughs> how smart, right? Our judges are really smart. I was blown away by the judgment. Just like Sanjay Lila Bhanjan. <laughs> Go watch Bajira today now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With that, we'd yes. like to wind up. Thanks so much, Ram. Pleasure you. meeting you. And good luck with the News Minute. Yes, uh, thank you so much. May all good things happen and you become bigger, better and, you know, become the default uh, place to go to rather than big media, which I think is hugely problematic, not because they're evil people, but because the model is fundamentally flawed when corporations pay, corporations served when the public pays, the public is served. It is Christmas, so we should leave everyone with a Christmas carol. Yes. Should we not, Anand? Yes, absolutely. So, uh, this podcast was produced by Karthik Nijhavan. Thank you, Karthik. And uh, recorded by Anil. Thank you, Anil. And uh, now, uh, Anand will sing a Christmas carol to Vaibhav. Oh, dear. <laughs> huh? No? You want me to play one or will you sing Please one? Please play it, yes. I'm Manisha? a bad singer. Play <laughs> it. Christmas play it. carol? Play it. <laughs> Christmas play it, we can sing a carol for our viewers. Okay. Karthik is asking me to sing it. I only know one really lame one, so I won't sing it. It's the jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. So, you know, let's just come up with a Frank Sinatra. Like, on Anand's suggestion, this is the Christmas carol we'll leave you with. Thank you all for joining us. Have a great Christmas and a fantastic New Year. We'll be back next hafta with another guest, hopefully. Until then, support independent media. And thank you for joining us on the hafta. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. Since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Catch all new episodes of NL Hafta on newslaundry.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs>